She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. You guys, I'm so excited to be doing some short clips each day with some of the health and fasting questions that you guys ask us all the time. These are going to be very short episodes answering very specific questions. Most of the time we have long episodes with one guest, but now I'm going to be answering some of your short individual questions. Enjoy. Welcome for our next guest, and I'm super excited. Please welcome Dr. David Jockers. So welcome, David. Hey, really great to be on with you, Chantel. Well, talk to listeners a little bit about when people, when you say the word fat adapted, first of all, what is fat adapted and how long does it take for your body to get to that state? Yeah. So basically our body's either going to be burning sugar or it's going to be burning fat or ketones as a fuel source, really three major key, three major energy sources there. So most of us are primarily burning sugar and that's because in our society we eat a high carbohydrate diet and also we eat very often throughout the day. And when we do that, we consistently uh, release a hormone called insulin. And insulin is an amazing hormone because it helps prevent against uh, basically advanced glycations. When we have high blood sugar, um, these sugar molecules bind to proteins and they create glycated end products that damage our blood vessels, our nervous system. You ever, you ever heard of somebody with diabetes, for example, they end up with peripheral neuropathy, kidney problems, cardiovascular disease, because these compounds, these advanced glycation end products will damage the, um, the endothelial tissue of the blood vessels. They damage the eyes, so you get optic neuritis. So insulin helps prevent against that by taking the glucose, taking the sugar, and bringing it into the cells. But when we elevate insulin and we keep it elevated because we're eating high carbohydrate diet and we're consistently eating, really like every time we eat, we're bumping up this insulin. Insulin tells the body, burn sugar for fuel, store fat. So we become a fat storer and it also promotes inflammation. It actually activates inflammatory gene pathways that amplify the message of inflammation throughout the body. And so basically when we wanna become a fat burner, we've gotta keep insulin down. Okay, and so there are certain foods that are gonna increase the amount of insulin released, like high carbohydrate foods, starches, and sugars. So if you're eating processed sugars or you're eating potatoes or rice or something like that, these are all starches that are gonna increase the amount of insulin that's released. But also on top of that, if you're eating a lot, if you're eating often throughout the day, so you eat, you know, let's say, like I know for me growing up, I would eat breakfast pretty much, you know, within 10 minutes of waking up. And then, um, you know, I would, I would be hungry three or four hours later, I would eat again, I would eat a snack in the afternoon, I'd eat dinner. And then oftentimes, especially when I became a personal trainer in my early 20s, I would have a protein shake before I went to bed because I thought I needed to do that to keep my, keep my muscle mass. And so I was constantly getting these insulin surges. And that was preventing me from really being a good fat burner. and I was promoting inflammation in my body. So we eat less often. And that's part of the intermittent fasting strategy by eating less often, eating once or twice a day, maybe three times, depending on the individual. Um, but you know, one to three times a day, you're going to reduce the amount of overall insulin that's released. And then on top of that, uh, moving towards a lower carbohydrate, higher fat diet, or what we call a ketogenic diet or a ketogenic lifestyle, where we're consuming foods that are higher in healthy fats, protein, and fiber, but lower in sugar and starch. Um, examples of that would be things like avocados and 
um, healthy meats and olives and olive oil and things like that, we consume those foods. We lower the amount of insulin that's released and therefore the lower level of insulin allows our body to actually burn fat. So when we have low levels of insulin in our system, the body says, well, let's burn fat for fuel. And so we start to burn up body fat and we also reduce inflammation in our body and we become a fat burner and fat is really a preferred fuel. Um, we get a lot more energy production when we're using fat as an energy source. And it's, it's really cool when we're able to produce ketones and utilize ketones as a primary energy source because we can't get fatty acids to cross the blood brain barrier. However, ketones are a great fuel for the brain. We used to think the brain only ran on sugar. Now we know the brain loves ketones. And so we've got to get our insulin levels down to a certain level and keep them there for a certain period of time in order for our body to produce ketones. For some people, if they're transitioning from a high carbohydrate diet, it might take, you know, if you're really active and you're metabolically flexible, it might take you a week. Uh, for other individuals, especially if you're sedentary, you're not exercising regularly, you're metabolically damaged, maybe you're older, you've had a higher carbohydrate diet for a longer period of time, you may be more excuse me, metabolically damaged, it may take a month, right? But somewhere in that time frame, your body's going to have to adapt. You're going to force this adaptation and it's going to, it's going to force it in order to adapt to survive to burn fat and create ketones as an energy source. And that's when you become fat adapted. You guys, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I've been talking about Masszymes, which is a digestive enzyme from Bioptimizers. And I want you to know that here's the thing. For me, having a digestive enzyme is a game changer because one of the biggest things that happens to me is I get really tired after my meal if I don't do it, and I have a problem with nutrient absorption. So if you could be eating the cleanest diet ever, but if you're not absorbing it, that's an issue. So this month, they're doing a really great special, and you're going to get a free bottle of the digestive enzymes from my optimizers. And so all you have to do is pay a nominal shipping fee. That's it. No other strings attached. It's the best thing ever. So get your free bottle of digestive enzymes. It's called Masszymes. Go to masszymes.com slash wasteaway free and use the coupon code wasteaway10. That's it. So masszymes.com slash wasteaway free. Use the coupon wasteaway10. It's awesome. And Becoming fat adapted is going to take longer for someone who's insulin resistant. Talk about that for just a second and talk about what are the signs that you are fat adapted? Like what are some things that you go, you know what, now I am moving from burning uh, fat into instead of burning sugar. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're insulin resistant, it's kind of what I was talking about there where you're met more metabolically damaged, it's going to take time because you've got to heal your hormone receptors and your body has to get good at uh, producing the right amount of insulin for the desired response. So basically when we are consistently eating high carbohydrate foods and we're not moving our body well, when we have toxicity and chronic stress and poor sleep habits and things like that, uh, these things damage our hormone receptors and our body starts to overshoot certain hormones like insulin, for example. And we produce more insulin than we really need and uh, our body does, our cells don't respond well to it. It's like, you know, if I were to come over to your house, Chantel, and I were to knock on your door, you would probably hear it and open it. But if your door was being knocked on all the time, 24 seven, if I came over and knocked, you wouldn't hear it because you would habituate and you would, um, you know, you would just be used to that, that noise. And so it's kind of the same thing when we're bombarding ourselves with insulin, 
they become, the, the receptors become downregulated and we habituate to it and we need higher and higher amounts of insulin in order to respond. And that's what happens when somebody's insulin resistant. So they're going to take time. It's going to take a longer period of time for their body to heal, to get the insulin levels down so they can then liberate the fatty acids and actually utilize those for fuel and produce ketones. And so the way you know you're fat adapted, I would say the number one strategy, you definitely can do testing, but the number one strategy would be if you're able to go long periods of time without food and feel very mentally clear and energetic. For example, if you can go 16, 18, 24 hours without consuming food, now you're still hydrating your body, but you haven't eaten anything and you feel really energized, mentally clear, you don't feel anxious, you don't feel irritable, you feel very productive, that's a sign that your brain is getting ketones. Typically, after about 12 hours or so, your blood sugar is going to drop to a certain point to where if you're not a fat adapted, your body is going to freak out and say, okay, we need more glucose in our bloodstream to get to the brain, and we're gonna produce a lot of stress hormones. And those stress hormones can cause problems like irritability, mood disorders, anxiety, um, you know, that, the feeling of being hangry where it's like, you're, you're hungry and you're irritable. Uh, I think we've probably all experienced that before. Um, you may also have things like heart palpitations, right? Some people sweat, some people um, get headaches. So these are all common signs that you're not fat adapted and you're not metabolically flexible because you really should be able to go longer periods of time. So like, for example, I just broke my fast. I did a, a 24 hour fast. I ate lunch yesterday and I just ate lunch at one o'clock today. And um, I felt great. Like I wasn't even hungry. I worked out. Before that, on a you know 23 hours fasted, I wasn't even hungry after the workout, but I do that twice a week. I do a 24-hour fast two days a week, and I feel great doing that. And the other days, I just eat two meals, right? And so I feel really, really good, really energized. That's probably the number one way is to just know that. Now, other ways would be, for example, you are you know if you're overweight, you will burn fat and you'll lose weight. Okay, you'll you'll get to you'll start moving towards a more optimal weight. Um, now, if you're like me, I'm not trying to lose weight. You, it will actually, being fat adapted actually helps preserve lean body tissue as well, as long as you're exercising and strength training and things like that. So you'll take on your optimal weight, your optimal lean body mass. You should feel energized throughout the day. Um, let's see, you should, uh, you know, if you were to test your blood sugar, your, your fasting blood sugar, and let's say some other numbers like your fasting insulin. So these are things that I like to look at on labs. Fasting insulin, fasting blood sugar, and hemoglobin A1C, which is kind of a 90 to 120 day look at the amount of glycation or damage that's happening to your blood vessels from the sugar compounds binding to proteins. Normally, if you're fat adapted, your hemoglobin A1C is gonna be typically somewhere between 4.5 to 5.2, usually in that range. Um, if you are, your fasting blood sugar can range because it's not uncommon for us to have, like if you're fat adapted, to have higher blood sugar in the morning, just because your body is liberating some of the, some of the glycogen, you have higher stress hormones. It's not really the best measurement, but for some people though, what they'll notice is their blood sugar is, you know, throughout the day, it might, might be like 60 to 80. Okay. Now, normally if your blood sugar drops under 80, that's considered hypoglycemia where you would get these sort of hypoglycemic reactions where you feel irritable, stressed, um, hangry, things like that. But if you're fat adapted, your blood sugar can drop under 80. Mine's been, you know, 53 before. And, uh, you know, I feel great. I don't feel hungry. I feel really mentally clear, energetic. Um, and, you know, and normally somebody else at 53, that would be like literally about to pass out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sign you're fat, you're fat adapted. And then if we're looking at your fasting insulin, so let's say you eat dinner at, you finish dinner by eight o'clock, 
and then you have your, your blood work done, you know, somewhere between eight and 10 the next day, um, your fasting insulin should really be, be between two and five. Okay. I'll see a lot of people that will be nine, 10, 20. I've seen people, you know, or, and, and you haven't eaten anything. So you shouldn't have high levels like that. So the optimal level should be between two and five. So that's a great test to get. If you're getting fasting blood work from your doctor, ask if they can test your insulin as well. So you can see where you're at. Cause some people will have normal hemoglobin A1C, normal fasting blood glucose, but their insulin will be high. And that's a sign they're metabolically inflexible and they're, they're, they've got a level of insulin resistance, even though they haven't, you know, they're, again, they don't have the numbers that would say they're pre-diabetic or something like that. They've got, they're, they're moving in that direction. So that's a good test to get. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's so much fun to talk to somebody who's so skilled and talented about fasting like you are. Talk to people about, do you have a free gift that you'd like to give to our listeners and tell people where they can find you and follow you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I do have my fasting transformation quick start guide where I really go through everything you need to know about fasting. So it's a great PDF, lots of images and things like that in there. Um, so you can definitely check that out and, um, you can find me at drjockers.com. I've got a new book out called the keto metabolic breakthrough talks all about how to get keto adapted, incorporate intermittent fasting, carb cycling, things like that. So check that out. You can find me on YouTube, on social media, um, you know, all the different channels. Awesome. Well, thanks again and stay tuned guys for our next guest. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.